All right, my friends, welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, visionary healers, movers, and shapers. I am your hostess, Paulette Rees-Denis, and I am here to share inspiration and love and connection and community and fabulousness from around the globe. And today I have a special guest, Marta Spurk is here with us from Colorado. Yes. And Marta, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to chat. So happy to have you here and talk about your heart and your hustle mm -hmm. and your coaching practice and all that you bring to the world. So how about if you just, just jump right in and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, of course. So uh, speaking of my heart, <laughs> it's been... Um, for many, many years, uh, I've dedicated myself to languages and cultures from a young age. I was very, very interested in, in it all. I'm originally from Brazil. I do live in Colorado, but uh, born and raised in Brazil and was obsessed with English language and went on a path of becoming a teacher, a translator, an interpreter. And in the meantime, met my American husband, moved to the U.S., which was very natural because I'd been obsessed with the U.S. for a long time anyways. Um, <laughs> And a big plot twist, a big turning point for me was motherhood. I actually was blessed um, by triplets. I had triplets, triplets. in 2016. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> and that has really been uh, another part of my heart in addition to being interested in, genuinely interested in people and in human beings and, and how we connect. Um, and then seeing this desire for understanding more of myself and how I can share more of my gifts and of who I am with the world, especially after having kids and, you know, the overwhelm, the responsibility, um, and wanting something for myself and in exploring myself a little bit deeper and nurturing myself so that I could be more present for my kids and my family. I have found this desire to encourage and empower women mm -hmm. as I encourage and empower myself. So that has been the heart behind it all. And the hustle has been really finding the harmony um, among all of these desires and all the facets of who I am. Yeah. So yeah, the hustle. So if we were to dive into that more and into your background a little bit more, um, what as a coach, as an entrepreneur, as a triplet mama. <laughs> mm, yes. uh, what, what have been some of the specific obstacles on finding your clients, on getting yourself out there as an entrepreneur? That you've I, th I think um, besides the specific challenges of, you know, finding a system that works or finding an offer that works, I always attribute everything in our lives, especially with my coaching now, to me understanding myself and understanding my purpose and mm -hmm. understanding what I'm good at, what I'm meant to do, um, and what people need. So come finding a way of combining all of those things mm -hmm. and understanding that it's really a journey. Cause for a long time I grew up in church. My mom is a pastor. I would hear so much about, you know, God's calling and the purpose and uh, what are you meant to do in your life? And I thought, you know, when is this going to unfold? When is this going to happen? And, you know, you go about life, you have jobs, you get married, you have kids. And especially for me, after having kids, I started seeing that it's not that 
all of a sudden everything would become clear and I would know exactly what Mm -hmm. I was going to do. Mm -hmm. It was every single day, my choices into becoming very aware of what I'm doing instead of just letting life happen. That is really my calling. And that is really my purpose. And Mm. this is what I have been focusing on teaching women is that it's not about the end goal because nobody wants to die. We know that that's going to happen, right? (laughs) Right. But that's not what we're thinking about every single day. Otherwise that would be a miserable life. So in comparing to that, in using that as an analogy, we live so much of our lives waiting for that one moment where everything's going right. to be amazing and perfect and that this, this does not exist. And if you were to think about that existing, then that's death because you can't do anything after that. <laughs> but nobody wants that. So it, it's just a waste of our time to be thinking about when will I be happy? When will this? So I feel like for me, the biggest challenge in my business has been coming to terms with the fact that every day is sort of the end goal because I don't know if there will be a next one. So I have to be extremely aware of my decisions, of my choices, and not in a pressure way or in um, putting myself down and beating myself up or feeling guilty way, but in a responsible, sensible, aware way of what am I doing with my life? Am I being true to myself and understanding myself so that I can make the decision of this is really me. It's not me listening to somebody else. Right. So we all have very similar techniques, but we all have individual techniques on how to get to those places, how Mm -hmm. to listen to ourselves. So what do you do for yourself? So for me, and um, it's interesting because a lot of what I teach is that there is no formula and there is no cookie cutter because that's what human beings crave, right? right? That's what human beings crave is being Mm -hmm. told what to do because then you don't have to think for yourself, but that completely takes away your individuality, which is what everybody um, thrives in, is in your uniqueness. So we we go against the grain by looking for that one mentor that's going to solve all our problems and tell us exactly Mm -hmm. what we need to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But even if they did, it doesn't mean that it's going to happen. And most often it does not happen. And then you get frustrated at the mentor, you get frustrated at yourself. Um, So what has helped me is really understanding myself to know when something works for me and when it doesn't. And when it's worked for a while and then it doesn't work anymore and being okay with that because there are seasons, right? Um, And we evolve as people. And honestly, if things stay the same, you're probably not changing and not growing. Things have to change, right? And so what, what has worked for me really is getting to know myself on such a deep level that I'm okay with uh, saying no to certain things or saying yes to certain things, really trusting my gut. Um, And a lot of it has come from uh, uh, understanding my personality type and how I operate in the world and that that is different from most people around me and in my unique way because I am different. So understanding myself, that awareness and personality types has been huge. That's what I recommend people do. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to tell you this is the formula and if you do this, it's going to be foolproof because there is no such thing. I want to tell you, give you tools to help you understand yourself. And then it's your responsibility with your decisions. It's not my responsibility because it's your life. (laughs) Right. So what I love backing up just a little bit about Mm -hmm. what you said about seasons. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important because we do go through seasons. Yes. Right. And I don't think a lot of people think about their life that way, even Mm -hmm. though there's the outside world of seasons. Mm -hmm. 
And to say, you know, I'm going through a growth process or I'm going through a, a dying process or a hibernation process, uh, that's beautiful. That's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I was going to ask you something else and I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I was so involved with what, what you were saying. Um, so going back to you uh, and the idea of seasons or whatever. So how do you shift? How do you, how do you ground and center and focus on what you need and your daily acts of self-care or your weekly or monthly or however, how do you look at that for yourself so that you can give back doing the work that you do? Mm -hmm. So for me, what has been really helpful, especially in terms of the seasons is embracing the hard times and embracing the low times because that's where the biggest lessons are in. Because if everything is going smoothly, again, you're probably not changing and you're probably not growing. Whenever we hit, whenever, right? Damn it. <laughs> whenever we hit a roadblock, it's because that is testing you. That's mm -hmm. testing everything you've ever known. That's making sure you are sure about what you know and about what you do. And whenever it tests you, it makes you feel insecure. Well, maybe I don't really know what I want. Maybe that's not my value. Maybe I don't know what my values are. So you're, you're forced to reassess, right? You're forced to evaluate. Well, and, and, and to think about what it's time to let go of. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which is usually not very easy. And so it's a challenge, right? You're challenged to make that decision. Um, and so for me, it has been whenever something hard happens and it doesn't have to be something big, just small thoughts and be creating this awareness of analyzing my thoughts and becoming a very good observer of myself. Mm. Whenever those circumstances present themselves and it's, and it's a negative event or whatever, even just a thought of, I saw somebody and I felt jealous or I saw something, somebody and I felt uh, resentful, whatever it is, mm -hmm. not just taking that at face value and really embracing that because if you judge it, you will try to cover it up, right? Oh my gosh, this is bad. I don't want to think that, whatever. Okay, <laughs> move on. And for the longest time, I thought that that's what we were supposed to do, you know, when people say think positive, well, I'm just going to switch the thought into something good. But then I started realizing that that doesn't really go to the root of the problem. That doesn't really help at all. In no. fact, in fact, it hurts more than helps because you're just trying to hide something that is showing and presenting itself to you and say, Hey, this is something you still need to deal with. Mm -hmm. And by you just saying, no, think positive, you're not dealing with it. Right. Exactly. You know? So embracing these hard times as lessons as to, okay, maybe I need to slow down. This is why this is happening. Or maybe I need to pay closer attention to X, Y, and Z. This is why this is happening. Or maybe I, I need to all around quit talking to this person because this is not doing me any good. You know what I mean? But yeah. you are not going to come to these conclusions if you just look the other way. And mm -hmm. as human beings, as women, it's easy for us to just look the other way, pretend like it's not there, you know? And that doesn't help at all. So for me, it has been, again, the awareness and embracing the hard stuff because it is going to happen. And that's, and that's a misconception, I feel like. People think once you're, you know, going through personal development and you know all these things, 
bad things are never going to happen to you. Life is, again, it's just going to be smooth all the way. And that's not the reality at all. Everybody struggles. It's just what they do in the struggle. That's what makes you. And again, it's not the end goal. It's not the, it's not the destination, right? It's what we're doing every single day. Because if you're thinking the end goal and the destination, then whenever you reach it, then what else is there? You know? So it's, it's the everyday moments. (laughs) And I mean, yes, to get to that end thing is a good thing. And then to continue expanding after that, Yeah. but it's still the process and the everyday being that's really important. Of course. Yes. Um, because how many times do you hear people go, Oh, when I lose 20 pounds, mm-hmm. I'll do this or next year I'll do this. Or that's really, I really want to do that, but I'm going to do it in a year or two. And it's like, it may not be here in a year or two. Yes, exactly. And realizing that, that that's not really what you want. You yeah. just want the satisfaction of reaching that thing and you can actually build that satisfaction every day. You don't have to reach that to have that satisfaction, right? You don't have to wait until that moment. And that's right. when, you're, when you're talking right. about confidence. When I, when I lose those, those 10 pounds is when I will feel confident. That's never going to happen. Right. Confident doesn't come after you did something. It comes before you, you uh, achieve that by just taking that first step, right? Yeah. And it, that's the key right there is that first yeah. step, mm-hmm. right? Totally. I, I, I say that all the time to my clients. It's like walking off the cliff backwards. Yes. You know? It's like, that's the scary part. Once you get off the cliff, you're hanging from the rope. You're going down. It's all yeah, good. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's just that first leap of faith. And that builds the momentum. And then mm-hmm. you get more inspiration and more excited and more juice. And then you can keep going. Yes. But it's taking that first step. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree so much. Um, so how did you get into this field? So when I started, so when I realized, all right, have, I have these kids, it's overwhelming. I'm a stay at home mom. All, all of a sudden I actually had the kids in Brazil. And, and how moved, old are they? They're four now. And we moved back to the U S. So I was first time mom away from my family, very unusual situation. Um, and I decided to kind of take that time to invest in myself. And at first finding like the coaching path, it was actually through network marketing, which, uh, I never really envisioned myself stumbling upon something like this or even saying yes to something like this, but it was okay. just such a, an interesting path into me realizing I can actually help people, walk people through their journeys and mm-hmm. see myself as a coach since I'd been a teacher for so long, but just, you know, in a different context. A teacher of? Uh, languages, English. I, 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 been teaching English and French for a long time and, and Portuguese too. It's my native language. So um, speak at least three languages. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so I've always been passionate about imparting knowledge. Um, and so I was like, all right, I could do this. I could, you know, motivate people. And at first it had to do with like health. So it was a health and fitness company and mm-hmm. I was, you know, helping them with workouts, with nutrition. And then there was a the personal development piece, which went along with, you know, in order for you to commit to something, you have to, you know, change your mindset or pay close attention to your intentions and all of that. And also to, to grow the business. So I was exposed to all of that. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I love this. And especially with my church background, it was like, this is really where my heart is. And I then started shifting into, I could do this on my own. I don't necessarily have to have a company or sell these products. I just want to encourage and teach people. So it was really, again, another stepping stone into uh, what I'm doing right now and understanding that I could have my own coaching practice um, 
And instead of selling somebody else's product, just focus on what I want to provide as a service. And at first I was focusing a lot on moms because that's what I, you know, was handling postpartum. And eventually I understood that the same way that I didn't want people to label me as just a moms, I didn't want to talk to just moms or even label them as just moms. I want to talk to women in general, whether you're a mom or not, that, you know, being a mom is just a part of your identity, you know? And now I've just been, you know, reaching out to women and, encouraging them to see their potential and to really find their purpose and their path. Love that. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> so your kids are four. Yes. Ram them in the Real. thick of it. So how do you balance that out? So what really, really helped me before they started school, cause they've been in school for a year now, um, was having very structured, uh, routine. Mm. And that's something that I picked up because they actually had to stay in NICU because they were premature. They were born at 34 weeks, which is super common with multiples. So they had to stay in NICU for three weeks. And um, that was the whole thing in itself. Incubation. Um, Yeah, kind of like an incubator. So it's uh, the neonatal um, ICU, right, for for small, premature, or or kids that have some kind of uh, health condition not even just premature, but kids that need extra support once they're born. And so there they had a very structured feeding schedule. And even when you think multiples, that's the only way you can survive is when you feed them, not by demand, but having, okay, every three hours is what we started with. And that created a lot of predictability for them as they started growing too, into knowing now it's time to eat. Now it's time to play. Now it's time to sleep. And this is what we were doing. And so even when they were, you know, already eating solid meals and everything, we kept with that routine, we kept with their naps and they started, you know, uh, dwindling the naps <laughs> little by little. And then that's when they started school. Cause I just couldn't handle it anymore. They're so young to go to school for, but I don't have kids. So, yeah. So usually, so kindergarten kids start at five. So that's, you know, mandatory for education wise, unless you're homeschooling. Um, but before that with preschool, some schools in some States have preschool starting at three, some at four. And then of course you have daycare. So mine actually have, they're in a Head Start preschool program and then they do do aftercare after as well. Um, but the whole process for me has been counting on their routine and their schedule. So they're going to sleep or after they go to sleep or I wake up earlier than them, that has been what I do. And now that they have been in school, I focus on doing as much as I can while they're in school. Um, because then night evening is all about the family. Right. And that's awesome. That's beautiful. So that's, um, a great plan Mm -hmm. and helping you to keep focused and do your work at a specific time. Yeah. Of course, keeping Mm -hmm. the balance Mm -hmm. and making sure you have plenty of that self-care and that family time. Yes. I think some women, um, lose. Yes, totally. Mm -hmm. Um, because especially as an entrepreneur and I'm Mm -hmm. really guilty of it too, is like, well, I can work at midnight. I can work at 10. Right. I can with clients around the world. And it's like, no, where is your time? Right. How do you, how do you bring your time into this? How do you take Mm -hmm. care of yourself? Mm -hmm. And I know that's a a really big message that you have. Yes. Yes. Nurturing yourself so that there's something left to give, right? 
instead of just giving, 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 and then there's nothing left for you in the long run, that's not going to benefit anybody. And that's one of like my taglines. When you love yourself, when you take care of yourself, everybody wins. It has to start with you. Awesome. And so, um, I'm trying to think of, so what do you call your company or is it just your name? Uh, yeah, Marcia Spurk coaching. Um, I do when I first started because I was doing a lot um, mom related stuff or focused. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually opened my LLC as mom does it all. That was oh. the name of my podcast <laughs> and everything, but I, I'm, I'm still keeping with that because I'm still mom does it all. <laughs> awesome. I love it. I love it. I think that's really important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you have a podcast. Yeah. So I have a podcast. So now after I s- switched visions from just focusing on moms, everything has been the empowered woman. So mm-hmm. the empowered right. woman podcast. And then I have a community on Facebook, empowered woman community. And I do have a virtual school, which is my membership uh, called the empowered woman school. And what do you do in your membership? So it's, I call it a uh, collaborative platform that it's a personal development school essentially is that, you know, people invest a lot of money in coaches for their business, for marketing, for all of that. And then they don't really invest in themselves and actually 80, right. And 80% of your business and of the success of your business is your mindset is how you see yourself and where you see yourself going. So not only for moms that may not be investing time or money into themselves, for business owners, really for any woman or for anybody, just mm-hmm. my focus is on women, um, is dedicating time for personal development and be, and making it a constant practice. So it's not just listening to that podcast once in a while or listening oh, no. to that, watching that video, reading 10 pages of a book, which those are great, but it has to be consistent. And that's what I've been creating with that is uh, having weekly classes on several topics and encouraging the members to teach classes too. So that's Uh why I call it collaborative because I do want the students to, whether they have a business, they can share their expertise, which is great for them to practice and for them to reach a larger audience and get exposure. And whether you don't have a business, maybe you're just a a career person or a stay at home mom, it doesn't matter. You have a story, right? Mm -hmm. You have something that you can teach that you can talk about that is going to touch somebody in a different way because it's your unique story. So mm-hmm. that's what we do in there. <laughs> oh, I love that. And, and that's so important too, because I think a lot of people get so lost that they don't think they have any unique gift. Yeah. Yes. You know, they're just living day to day to day. And, and, you know, my whole theory is about creativity and everybody's here to make something, to be something, to be a part of something yes. about connection. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that uniqueness that everybody has. Yes. Awesome. Well, Marta, anything else you want to share with us? Um, I don't think so. Just, anything, you know. Anything coming up for you? I do. I have been um, hosting uh, monthly workshops here in Denver. So that's in, in person. In, in person. Yeah, in person. And that has been great. So for anyone that is local, I would love for you to join us. It's usually the last week of the month and we do it in downtown. And another exciting thing besides the podcast is that I've been doing monthly trainings inside my group on Facebook. Mm. So um, this week, actually, um, but they stay on there, even if you can't watch it live. Uh, I'm going to be talking about a self-love mirror exercise. So I'm excited about that to teach a strategy for women to create the habit of looking at themselves in a different way and talking and observing their self-talk and making sure that you're being kind and loving to yourself. So that's what's coming up. Beautiful. Love that. 
Love that. So um, everyone out there in heart and hustle land, of course, I will give you all of Marta's links and you can join her Facebook group or check out her courses. And I thank you all for being here and listening to yet another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. With our guest today, Marta Spurt from Denver, a beautiful empowered women coach, and myself, Paulette Ristini, your transformational lifestyle and creative business coach. Um, with so much to share and so much to give and um, maintaining connection and creating connection around the globe, with beauty and art and creativity and beautiful offerings. <laughs> Marta, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It was great. So awesome. And we'll see you next time, my friends. Thank you.